You're listening to the Travel Geniuses podcast for travel agents who love planning vacations for their clients, but wish the business side of things was just a little bit easier. This is episode 40, and we're talking about what it takes to start a podcast and whether or not you should. Hey, Travel Geniuses, Christy here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the podcast. This episode is for you if you've ever thought about starting your own podcast or have been curious what goes into it. Um, So in this episode, I'm going to talk about what it takes to start a podcast and why I actually think you should start a podcast. I think almost everybody should start a podcast. And so I'll start with my reason for that. Um, Podcasting is actually the new blogging. If you think back lots and lots of years when blogging first started, um, only kind of super geeky people were doing it. Not every business had a blog. It was kind of new and exciting. And if you had a blog, it meant you were a little more professional and people were more interested in reading it because there weren't that many. Fast forward to today when everybody and their mother has a blog. Um, Every business has a blog. Not that many people are reading them, at least in my experience. I'm not reading them. And I don't really know anybody. Nobody ever is like, oh, I just read this blog post. You need to read it. Um, that's not happening anymore. I still do read them sometimes. Um, I'll, if there's something I need to learn or something I want to find out about, then I will Google it and it'll usually land on a blog post, which now is just really a article online teaching me what I need to learn. And then I'm done. I'm not like gone are the days when you used to subscribe to somebody's blog and you would check every Tuesday to read the latest blog post, right? That's not happening anymore. That is happening now with podcasts. Uh, People are listening to podcasts more and more. The latest numbers look like about 51% of the US population has listened to a podcast. So we're getting over 50% now, which is good. And for the most part, right now, at least, these are people who um, want to listen to these podcasts week after week on a regular basis. So they'll subscribe and they'll listen versus like what I'm doing right now with blog posts where there's just one thing I want to learn and I will go find that and read the blog post and be done. I do do that sometimes with blog posts, but for the most part, I subscribe to my favorites and I do get excited when a new episode comes out. And I think the reason for this is because you can do it while doing other things. Whereas uh, reading a blog post, you kind of can't drive your car and read a blog post at the same time. And as popular as video is, the same rule applies to that. It's not really something you can do while you're doing something else because you have to have your eyes on it. So I know everybody's touting the magic of video and how it's going to take over the world. And I think that it is a great platform too. It's not as likely to be as massively consumed as audio is with a podcast. I think I heard somewhere that if you get somebody to watch your video on YouTube for five minutes, like that's a long time, that's considered a really great watch rate. Whereas podcasts, people are more likely to listen to the whole thing. And that's partly because in my opinion, it's a more passive experience. So you can do it, like I said, while you're driving the car, while you're doing the dishes, while you're walking the dog. I mean, think about what you're doing right this minute. You're not all consumed in just sitting and only listening to this podcast. I would bet money on it. 
So they are becoming more and more popular, but haven't become the norm yet for everybody. Like if you think about the travel agents, you know, how many have a podcast, not that many. So if you get in on it now, um, that gives you sort of a head start on everybody else and gives you a chance to stand out a little more in the beginning. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you may have heard my episodes that I did on some different marketing tactics that are out there. And I talked about search as one of them. And that's what this would fall into. As far as something to help you get attention to you and your business, this would be something that you would use search to help people find your podcast and then lead them to your business from there. Now, up until now, Um, the main way people would find your podcast through search would be in their podcast player. So they would search Apple podcasts or Google play for a podcast about whatever. And depending on your, um, the title of your show, the episode name, and maybe the episode description, and then your keywords, um, that's how they would find you, but they would have to be in the podcast player to find you. That is changing. Apple is working on, if not already implementing, um, search by the transcript from your show. So it won't just be those items. It would be all the words you're saying. They would use their software to pull out the words that you're saying in your podcast. And then those things would be searchable as well. So if you had a podcast episode about Italy and you mentioned in that episode where to find the best hot chocolate, if somebody like me was searching for that in the podcast player, which I don't know why I would, I don't know that I'd want a whole show about the best hot chocolate in Italy. But if I did, and you mentioned that in your show, even if that wasn't something in your show description, that would still come up in the search results. And then even better news is that Google is starting to show these results in their normal search results. So if somebody's searching for something in Google, your podcast could come up in the search results right there. So people wouldn't have to be in their podcast player to learn about your show and to find it. So that's how this could be used as your get attention marketing strategy. This could also be used as your keep attention marketing strategy. So this would be used just like your blog posts, your social media posts, and your newsletter just to keep you top of mind so that when people are ready to book their vacation, you're already right there in their ear every week or every couple of weeks. And of course, because they've been listening to you, you feel like a friend and you'll be the first person they call when they're ready to book. So that's why I think this is such a great opportunity right now to get into podcasting and why I think it really could benefit all of you. And before I get into how to do that, I want to talk a little bit about the things that might get in your way and some of the obstacles that maybe are in your head, making you think this will be too hard, or that really are things that you're going to have to overcome before you can publish your first podcast episode. And the first of those is technology, because there is a little bit of a learning curve to this. There's some new software tools you're going to have to learn how to use And it's definitely more technical than a blog post where all you really need is your blog and your keyboard. Software on your computer that will allow you to record and edit your podcast. And if you have a Mac, you already have this. It's called GarageBand and it's free and it should already be installed in your Mac computer. If you have a PC, there is a free tool for you as well called Audacity. And I haven't used it. Um, It doesn't look quite as user-friendly, but it is a free tool. 
And you'll also need to host your podcast somewhere. So it will be able to be found in iTunes and things like that, but you're actually hosting it in one central spot. So you'll have to set up that hosting account and then submit your podcast to all the different podcast players. You only have to submit it to those podcast players once, but the hosting, you will have to upload your podcast every time you record a new episode, but it becomes pretty easy. And I actually have a resource I'm going to link to at the end. It's um, where I learned how to start my podcast. Pat Flynn has a course called Power Up Podcasting, and he literally walks you through how to use each of these tools. So while I'm super comfortable with GarageBand and don't know anything about Audacity, he shows you how to use both of those. He also walks you through how to set up your hosting, how to submit it to each of the podcast players when you're first getting started. So um, I'll link to that in the show notes. It's a resource I pass on to everybody who asks me about starting a podcast. And yes, you could Google all this stuff and figure out how to do it for free, but you will save so much time and so much headache if you just follow his step-by-step instructions. I get myself way in over my head a lot of times when I'm trying to start something new because I figure out how to do one thing. It's like this new website thing I'm setting up, this website platform. I think I'm just about done and there's just this one 15-minute task I need to do. Then I get in there and there's 10 other hour-long tasks that I have to do a lot of research on and try and figure out the best tools and how to set it all up. So um, I wish there was a course for everything I want to do in my life, but there isn't. But there is one for this podcast. So I really, if you can't afford it, that's fine. You can still start a podcast without it. But um, this is a great shortcut and will save you hours and hours and hours of time. So anyway, there is some technical knowledge that you're going to have to pick up to do this, but none of it is very hard. If you're used to being online, you you can do this. It's really not hard. It's just a little bit of a learning curve. And I want you to be aware that it's going to take you a couple of times, like the first few times you publish your podcast, it's going to take you three or four times as long as it will when you're used to it all the time and things just, you know how to use all the software and you can just knock it out. You will also need some new equipment for this that you probably don't have already. And the first thing is a mic and you do want to have a good mic because the audio quality on a podcast is really important. I have put out a few episodes where my mic wasn't plugged in and I know it's not an ideal situation, but I think because most of the time it sounds good, those were okay. But if I sounded like that in every episode, I doubt most of you would be listening right now. So you do want to invest in a good mic, but you don't have to invest hundreds and hundreds of dollars. The one I started with happened to be one I already had on hand. um, And it's about 40 to $50. And the one I have now is about 120 or 130. Now, if you go into some group of podcasters and ask what mic you should use, they're going to end up telling you or some of them will (laughs) to get this like $500 mic and a $400 mixer and then it gets really complicated and expensive. So don't do that. Just start really easy with a USB mic that will plug right into your laptop so that you don't need any additional equipment. And that's the most expensive thing you need. You'll also want a mic stand or a boom arm. And a boom arm is that big. It's like a, it's the thing that holds the microphone above people as they're talking. Like you might've seen the professional ones. If you see video or pictures of people recording a radio talk show, um, 
and it's not very expensive. The first one I got was like $15, but I have this massive desk. So it was still pulling the mic like a foot away from my face. So I wasn't able to use it for very long. And I just found one that's long enough for me and it's $30. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And then you may or may not need to invest in a shock mount, which is just something that, um, so if you bump your mic stand, it keeps your microphone, it absorbs that, that motion. So your microphone is steady and it doesn't hear the sound of that. But I've been recording this whole time without one because I had these weird mics that didn't fit in them. Um, but that's probably another 10 or $15. And then you definitely want a pop filter. And that's just a piece of nylon, basically a circular thing of a nylon screen that goes between your mouth and the microphone so that all the the extra air that comes out when you say words that start with a P or a B, it absorbs all of that so that it's not like blowing out in your listener's ears. So all in all, I would say about a hundred to $200 100 to 150 maybe um, for equipment. And then the software to host your or the hosting that you'll need for your podcast will be 10 to $20 a month, depending on the tool you use and the package you decide to purchase for that. So um, not terribly expensive, especially after you get the equipment out of the way. But there is definitely going to be some extra expense when you first get started. Oh, sorry. I forgot one last thing that you're going to need that might be a little bit of an obstacle. (laughs) You'll need some assets for your show. So you'll want an image for your show in the podcast players. So just the little picture that people see with your show name on it. Um, You'll also need or may need or want um, some intro music. While that sounds a little complicated and scary to get, there is a site that has royalty-free music that you can buy anywhere from $10 to $20. And then you get use of that song for the season, for the first season of your show. And you need to renew that. If you want to use the same music, you'll need to renew it every season. But that's not very expensive and not very hard to find. It will take you some time to find one that you like and that um, is the right length or Um, That will just work for your intro music, but you can start without any of that as well. And I know some people hire voice actors to record the intro and outro, and I am trying to make things really simple and easy. So I just say my own intro on my own. (laughs) I don't make it really complicated and professional. Um, And then as far as that graphic goes, I just created mine in Canva. So super easy there. If you're not very good at graphic design, you might want to pay somebody on Fiverr, you know, $20, $30 to create something for you. Uh, But it's not very difficult and not very expensive. Okay, beyond the technical and financial hurdles that you'll have to get through are some mindset things, of course. And the first one is imposter syndrome. You may feel like podcasts are only for experts and you're not an expert who's going to want to listen to you every week or every couple of weeks. Um, I had those same fears too, but look, here we are. You're listening. (laughs) I didn't die. I thought... Um, that maybe people were going to have awful things to say, but that's not been the case. I've only heard lovely things about the podcast from all of you, and I appreciate that so much. Um, But that's just something like I don't have a cure for imposter syndrome or the fear of, you know, not living up to expectations. You're just going to have to 
kind of push through that and decide that you want this more than you want to hold on to that fear. Now, another complaint or objection I hear from people is that they hate the sound of their voice. And again, that's just something you're going to have to get over. Literally, no one likes the sound of your of their voice. I'm sure people like the sound of your voice, but nobody likes the sound of their own. And I wonder, as I was writing this and planning out this episode, if Morgan Freeman even likes the sound of his own voice, because he's like everybody's favorite voice, right? Like I downloaded the Waze app only because they had him giving directions and then they took his voice away. So I got it for nothing. But you know, maybe he even doesn't like the sound of his own voice, but you get used to it. And then it's not so bad. You just have to push through it. It is kind of awkward talking to yourself. And what I did to help myself get over that was before I even started recording the podcast, I would just talk to myself in the car, like pretend I was doing a podcast episode. And like, okay, here's the thing I would talk about. And then I would just be in my car, like recording a podcast episode without recording anything, just talking. And that really did help. It sounds silly, but it made it so that when I did sit down to actually talk, it didn't feel as awkward. So um, try that and see if that helps while you're waiting for your equipment to come. You can just start talking to yourself and start getting comfortable with that. Another fear I hear is that you won't know what to talk about. And I did record a podcast episode earlier about what to talk about on your blog. And those same things apply to your podcast episode. There's a wonderful book called They Ask You Answer that kind of walks you through all of that and showing you what you should be talking about when you're creating content for your audience. Um, But you don't have to do a lot of podcast episodes. I know if you talk to the experts, they are going to tell you that you need to put out a podcast every week. And even in support groups I'm in with other podcasters, they're constantly pushing that and making me feel not directly because I'm not asking about it. But when I read these, uh, these comments, it makes me feel like I'm not doing it right because I'm only putting out an episode every two weeks. But first of all, I'm not chasing numbers. I'm not in this because I want X number of downloads. That's not my goal. And that shouldn't be your goal either. Your goal with this will be either to help new people find your business or to keep in touch with people who already are working with you. Um, You're not, the goal is not numbers. The goal is more customers and um, staying top of mind with your current customers. Now, if I thought I could do one episode a week and a good episode every week that was useful to you, I might do it. And actually, I have some ideas that I want to start doing some more interviews so it won't be like actionable podcast episodes every time. So if I do that, uh, I might start coming out with an episode every week, but it's a lot of work and I can either do one every two weeks or I can try to do one every week and get burned out and quit. So I'm just choosing to do it at a rate that's good for me. And if what works for you is just one a month, that is fine too. I wouldn't do it any less than that because people might forget about you or unsubscribe or um, I would do it at least once a month, but I do not feel any pressure to do it more often. And if your numbers stay small, they stay small. Even if you're just getting 10 downloads per episode, I want you to think about 
if you were to go to a meetup somewhere and there were 10 people that came to hear what you had to say about whatever topic it is you're talking about that time, wouldn't that be exciting if there were 10 people who made the decision to consciously come to listen to you? Of course, that would be great. So think about it that way. It's not, even though there are people like Pat Flynn who are getting, I don't know, how many? I want to say a million, but I don't even know. Just hundreds of thousands at least of downloads per episode. That's not your game. You don't need that many. I think a lot of times I actually was thinking about this and this isn't in my notes for today, but um, about how a lot of the people we learn from in the internet marketing space, their, their audience and their products are like low dollar I mean, some couple thousand, but for the most part, pretty low, even a couple thousand is a pretty low dollar purchase. Um, And they're not always lifelong purchases. So somebody may have two or three courses that you buy, but you're not going after them every year and spending that same money. Whereas for travel agents, we're looking for long-term relationships with somebody. And these are really big dollar vacations that they're buying from us. And the same things don't apply. So while they, yes, may need to chase numbers, they may need, um, you know, 10,000 listeners for every one sale that we get, that they get. Um, We don't need that. The numbers aren't the same for us. So just because you're hearing all these experts say these things, I want you to really think about whether or not that really applies to you. And that's a lot of what I've wanted to do with Travel Geniuses is take what I've learned from being in that online marketing space and working in that space a little bit and being a student of what they're teaching, but apply it to the travel industry because it's much different. And if you try to chase the things that they're telling you, you're going to end up with a much different result. You don't need quantity followers. You need quality followers. So just keep that in mind with everything you do. And that was a complete tangent that has nothing to do with this podcast thing. But um, I just want you to keep that in mind. Anytime you hear an expert saying, you know, you need to do this because you need the numbers. Don't listen to that. That doesn't apply to you. Okay, sorry, I got way off topic. So we were talking about <laughs> the objection or the the hurdle of not knowing what to talk about in your podcast episode. So again, um, I do have a podcast episode 34, I think, and I'll link to that in the show notes, where I talked all about how to come up with topics for your blog posts, but that does apply to this as well. You can use the same tips in there for your podcast episode. Also, don't feel like you need to have you know, one a week, you don't have to do 52 a year, 26 a year, or even 12 a year is just fine. So it's not like you have to crank out a ton of content every week. All right, another objection would be that you don't have time. And I get this, this does take quite a bit of time, especially when you're just starting. Um, But I do have a little bit of advice. And you're going to see a great example of that in this episode. It would just be not to spend a lot of time editing. I heard somebody say once that he spends an hour editing every 20 minutes of his podcast. And I did kind of start leaning that way when I first started, but it came to a point where I had to choose either spend that much time editing or get my podcasts out. I can't afford that much time between the outlining the podcast, recording the podcast and editing. I just can't, I can't do it. And I posted something on social media recently, a quote from the bucket list family. Somebody asked them why they 
started almost every video while they were traveling. It would start with them like waking up, their hair is all a mess. They still have bedhead. Sometimes they're like still wiping the sleep out of their eyes. Jess has no makeup on or anything, which most women wouldn't be willing to get on camera that way. And somebody asked them why they did that. And they said, you know, if we tried to be perfect, we know we couldn't do that all the time. So we just decided to show up imperfect. And then it takes away all that pressure to be perfect from that point on. So just make that decision early on that if you're going to jump into this podcasting, you're going to do it imperfectly and just be yourself. I honestly think it helps make a better connection too when you're just natural and you're yourself and you stutter over your words and you say, um, and, uh, if it's obnoxious, I do try to take it out. But for the most part, I just try to not be a perfectionist about it and let things go because otherwise you guys would never get a new podcast if I tried to make it perfect. There are other things you can do to make the process easier and faster. And of course, the more you do it, the faster you'll get at it as well. Um, I've gotten pretty good at recording this in a way that doesn't require as much editing. I used to kind of ramble and my thoughts would get really disjointed and there would be these huge gaps or places where I would repeat things. And I've gotten much better at outlining the episodes before I record. And also I don't try to sit down in one take and just record the whole thing without stopping. I record one little section, then I stop, then I record the next section. If I misspeak or go off on a tangent or something that I think I need to edit out, I will just stop right there and I'll go back and I'll start recording from scratch. So I'm kind of editing as I go along. And because I've been doing this for a while now, it doesn't really take me that long, but it is a time commitment. So just make sure that if you choose to do this, you are aware that it is going to take up time and that there are other things you're going to have to give up in order to do this. And then the last objection that I could think of and that I've heard is that other people are already doing it. And yes, that is true. And that will always be true. And that will not change. But are you going to let that stop you or have you let that stop you from starting a blog or posting on social media? There's always going to be somebody who's done it before you. And truth of the matter is, if you wait, there are only going to be more people doing it. So now is the best time, even if you're listening to this a year from now, now is still the best time to start a podcast if you want to. And don't, I'm not trying to pressure you into it. I do think it's a good addition to your business. Um, I think it's a great option if For those of you who don't want to blog or who have been struggling to blog, which is actually what I found with this podcast really helped me. Um, I always thought of myself as a writer and I always enjoyed writing and never, ever, ever in a bajillion years would have thought I would have had a podcast. But for some reason, there's just something about podcasting that's much easier for me, I think, because I never thought I would be a professional podcaster. There's not the pressure to be perfect. Whereas with my words, I do feel like that a little more. So um, I don't know. I'm not ever, ever going to come on here and tell you you have to do something. So I'm absolutely not telling you you have to start a podcast. But if you think it's something that you want to do and would enjoy, now is definitely a good time to start, even if there are other people doing it. Okay, so we have covered why I think podcasting is a good idea and a good addition to your marketing strategy um, and your business. 
and I've talked a little bit about some of the hurdles you'll have to get over and obstacles that might get in your way. So now let's talk about how to do it. Um, This isn't a comprehensive guide to podcasting. Uh, Pat Flynn has already created that, so there's no reason for me to do that. But I do have some tips to help you get started or some suggestions to kind of get you on the right path. And I have created a download worksheet for this too. So everything that I'm mentioning here will be available in that printable worksheet or checklist. Um, So these are just some things to help you get prepared before you actually sit down and create that first episode. First, I want you to think about why you're doing this. I don't want you to start a podcast just to start a podcast. Are you going to use it to help you gain more clients? Do you want to use it to um, as a way to keep top of mind with your current clients and the people who are following you currently, you can use it for both, but I just want you to make sure there's a purpose for it. And then, you know, think about what you're going to stop doing because you're taking on this project as well. Then you need to choose your show's topic or theme. Now it might seem obvious to just pick travel (laughs) as your topic, but I am actually going to caution you against that. If you have listened to me and have chosen a niche to work with, which is a group of people that you want to help, then your topics can be around that. And you can just do some of your podcast episodes about travel. So if your niche is bikers, um, people who do biking, I don't know, I'm not a biker. I don't, I don't do enough things (laughs) to come up with enough examples that I know anything about, but you could maybe do some episodes about different types of bikes and keeping your bike up and interviewing famous bikers or a biker who has a great story. And within that, every few episodes, you could talk about a trip that involves biking or how to travel with your bike. Um, I think people think if they do a travel podcast or if they do a podcast as a travel agent, that the whole thing needs to be focused on travel and it doesn't. In fact, I think it might be better if it's not. There was one podcast that I loved and they haven't published a new episode. They've just done two or three since 2017, but they would record on location all the time. Well, the problem is you're not traveling all the time. Like sometimes you have to be home. So there's just not enough to talk about if you try to do every single episode about travel. So if you focus it on your niche, and then like I said, just sprinkle in a few episodes here and there about traveling within your niche, or even just sponsor your own podcast, like I've done a few times with the website platform that I'm working on, you can just throw in a commercial here and there in your episodes and just let people know that that's what you do, but you don't have to talk about it every single time. And I think that's a really great way to build that know, like, and trust with people because you're not constantly talking about, you know, travel and what you do. It doesn't feel as much like you're selling. And to be honest, I really don't know. I I don't know how to even figure this out, but I don't know that everybody else is obsessed with travel the way we are. Like, I love hearing about travel. I read travel magazines all the time. And um, if I could find a good travel podcast, I would listen to it. But I don't think the rest of the world is necessarily like that. I've looked to see what travel podcasts there are. And the majority of them are Disney, a lot of Disney podcasts. Um, also a lot of like budget backpacker, 
um, nomadic lifestyle podcasts. And then a few of the big names like Rick Steves has a podcast, but there aren't a lot of just general podcasts from people who aren't already famous for talking about travel. So just really consider choosing your niche as the main subject and choosing topics around that. Again, I'm not telling you what to do. You can do your podcast all about travel if you want. I just wanted to give you another way to think about it. And you know what? You can always change your mind too. So if you start with one thing and decide you're struggling with topics or you're really not that interested in producing it that way, you can start a new podcast or just transition the one you're doing it into something else. So after you decide the topic of your show, you will need to decide the name of your show. You'll need to come up with some show artwork, uh, which I talked about a little bit before. So just something made in Canva that has your show name on it. Um, It's good for the words to be pretty big because those are actually pretty small on somebody's phone, which is where most people listen to podcasts. So you want to make sure the title shows up so you don't have a lot of text on that. Then you need to think about what your show description will be, the keywords you want to use, and then plan your intro and outro. So the whatever you're going to say at the beginning of every episode, how you're going to end it, and any music, if you decide to use music in the intro and outro, you want to find that. Then you want to decide on your schedule. And again, you do not need to do this weekly. Um, I think once or twice a month is fine. And then once you get used to how it works and build that time into your schedule. If you want to expand it, feel free, but I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and end up quitting because it's just too much work. So pick a schedule that you think will work for you and then really try to stick to that schedule. Um, Those of you who have been around a while know that there have been a few months where I wasn't able to produce the podcast. I was sick, whatever was happening, and I didn't get it done every two weeks. But really trying to stick to that every two week schedule has forced me to let go of a lot of the perfectionism around some things. Because I knew there were so many episodes that I really did not want to push live because I wasn't sure about the topics. I wasn't sure about my thoughts on those topics. And I just did it because it was time to publish one and I didn't have time to come up with a whole new concept for the next episode. And those are honestly the ones that I get the best feedback on. However, if I hadn't had that every two week schedule in my head, and if I wasn't trying to stick with that, I wouldn't have ever pushed those live. And a lot of people would have missed out on some helpful information. So um, just pick a schedule and then really try to stick to it. But don't do it at the expense of your family or your health. Then I want you to brainstorm a list of 20 or 30 or 40 topic ideas, things that you think you could talk about for 20 to 30 minutes. And while I didn't really plan on talking about this, the timing of your episodes, it doesn't really matter. Just long enough to get your point across and share what you want to share. Um, Don't feel like you have to make it a certain length because then you're just going to bore people with content and information that isn't necessary. And don't try to keep it short either, thinking that people are only going to sit for a 20-minute episode. They will, at least me, I 
we'll start a podcast episode. And if I have to get out of the car and go into the store or whatever, I'll stop. And then I'll start again later on my way home, or I might start a few days later, I always finish it. So it doesn't really matter to me how long it is. I just want the information. So not so long that you're sharing things that aren't relevant or aren't important just to fill the space. But also don't leave out important information because you're trying to keep it within a certain time period. Okay, so I want you to come up with a list of 20 to 30 topic ideas that you think would make a good podcast episode. And I don't, even though you won't need 20 or 30 right now, you can always add more later, but I want you to push yourself past those easy ones. If you can rattle off 10 or 20 topic ideas right off the top of your head, I want you to double that and really push yourself because those easy ones, once they're done, they're done. And then you're going to have to really dig in and see if you can come up with other things. You'll always get inspiration in reading magazines and blog posts and finding things in social media, things in the news. So it's even if you only come up with 30 or 40 right now and you're like, oh, what if that's it? It won't be it. You'll always have other topic ideas, but I want you to push yourself and make sure that this is something that you're interested enough that you can really push past those easy ones and come up with some more unique and interesting episode ideas. And then finally, it's time to get your equipment. And I will have links to all of my stuff, what I've used in the show notes. It doesn't mean you have to use those. It's not necessarily the best. It's just what I've used and what I know. Um, but it'll at least give you an idea of what to start. The most important thing is your mic. Like I said before, make sure that it's a USB mic. So you don't have to spend money on other random equipment. There's XLR, I think is the more professional kind, but you need like a little mixer and it just gets super, super complicated after that. Um, just make it easy on yourself and get a USB mic and then the um, a mic stand or a boom arm, a shock mount and a pop filter. And like I said, I'm linking to those in the show notes and you can just look and see what that actually is. And then you can get whatever you want, but at least you'll have a visual of what it is you're trying to get. And then your software. So if you have a Mac, you can just use GarageBand, which is already there. If you are using a PC, um, Audacity is a free tool. I also have used Camtasia, but it's $300. I bought it a long, long time ago. I didn't realize it was so much. Um, it's actually video editing software, uh, but that works really well. And then um, to record interviews, you would use Skype or Zoom, which are also free as well. And then of course, Pat's course, which will teach you how to use all that software and set up your recording system. Um, so I definitely recommend that, but I'm also here to help if you have any questions as well. And that's it. Um, like I just said, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I love talking about this. And I've had a lot of people ask me if they should start a podcast and what to do. So I'm more than happy to help and give you some tips or answer any questions. If you're just unsure if it's right for you, you can reach me at Christy at travelgeniuses.com. And then of course, the show notes, travelgeniuses.com slash episode 40. I'll have a link to that worksheet and all the products I mentioned in this episode there. And who knows if enough of you decide to start a podcast, maybe I'll start a private group just for travel agents with podcasts, because I really do think that what we do is quite different than what most of the online business world does. So um, it would be good to have some support amongst ourselves. So let me know if you decide to start one. 
All right, you guys, that's it for this episode. I'll see you next time. Have a great week.